HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese. What do you think of when you hear Wisconsin Cheese? For me, I think cheese curds. Delicious, fresh and squeaky cheese curds. Or deep fried cheese curds. Cheese curds literally any way, any time, any place. I think about Andy Hatch and Upland's Cheese, the farmstead cheese company behind Pleasant Ridge Reserve. I think of delicious, stinky Limburger and its long storied history. I think of Dunbarton Blue, made by master cheesemaker Chris Raleigh. I think of Ross Grand Cru Sirchois, which was named 2016's World Championship Cheese, and Satori's Black Pepper Bella Vitano, the 2017 U.S. Championship Cheese. Wisconsin produces the world's best cheese, with lush grasslands and a glacial water supply that produce the very best milk. Fourth-generation cheesemakers combine old-world tradition with new ideas and the highest standards to make innovative cheeses that win more awards than any other state or country. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome to another live recording remotely of Cutting the Curd. I'm your host, Greg Blaze, and I'm here at this lovely gallery with my friend Kathy Strange. How are you, Kathy? So glad to see you, Greg. It's always such a pleasure. And San Francisco with the food shows, celebrating food. How yeah. great is that? It's amazing. I, I really enjoyed the ceremony tonight. Uh, you and guys are always reminding me whenever I come, and I'm, I'm proud to be a member of the Guild, whenever I come to these, um, it always reminds me that uh, that our network is is large, and there's just so many people, you know, that that cheese affects in a positive way. And I'm really proud to be a part of it. So, you know, thank you. And well deserved for all your rich history and contribution to cheese in the United States, and and just the power and love of it. Right? We all, I think, come in just embracing. Uh, that this is a traditional product been made for a thousand years and what is our role and how do we effectively communicate about the animals, the farmers, the cheesemakers, the maturer uh, group and how do we honor them. So uh, I'm really glad to see you. You're always a, 
cipher-warm-eyes with our rich history. Yeah. So thanks for coming. I love it. We're cheesemongers. We sell cheese. I just try to instill that in the people that work with me. That's our job. We, we're at the end of the funnel. We take the cheese. We give it to the customers. We handle it more than the makers at sometimes, and, and I'm proud of that, and I'm super proud to, to be a part of it. I, as I've grown up, and you and I go back, I met you in 2003, I think, when we were building Artisanal with Daphne Zeppos back in the, in the day. I believe that's when I first, you and I first talked. Yeah, I think that's true when you were in New York City and Daphne was such an inspiration and, yeah. and such an educator to so many people. And, and that concept was so original and congratulations to be a part of it because I think it propelled so many things. It was a little ahead of its time. It was a little wacky and uh, I was super proud. Daphne was my, my uh, one of my, I've, I've been lucky. I've had a lot of mentors. Uh, not cold or close to my heart always. You know, she's a special lady, and that was an insane project. But I got introduced to you through it, and obviously I've been admiring you from afar for so, so long. And uh, one of the things, uh, as I've grown up, because I was a child in this industry for so long, and I don't know if I really, really realized what my job was. And now I work for Italy, which is a wonderful company, and they give me freedom to make decisions. And those decisions, I realize as I make them, they affect a lot of people, the cheese I buy, and I send these waves out, and they bounce back to me in a period of time. And it's really difficult, and I, to me, to, to convince and to move an, an apparatus as large as Italy for me. Now, you are just on another, like, planetary level, and I just was wondering if you could just tell me how satisfying it is when you, when you make a decision to purchase something or to set something up and you understand that your decisions support thousands of people and even if the market changes around us and things change, those things still bounce back to you in a positive way, don't they? They do and it's so inspiring to understand uh, so much a part of what makes cheese, right? So those decisions, you want to be about honoring every link in that, as you've talked about. And the fact that in some cases uh, you're, you are making decisions where you're not even realized something maybe for a year, in the case of example, Parmigiano-Reggiano, sure. where it's a 24-month age product and you're really standing behind that you know those uh, farmers that contribute the milk and, and the exact cheese maker and there's only two wheels made a day per vat. And you don't taste it for two years. It's pretty incredible. And I think just the ability to interact and, and see new cheesemakers yeah. and be able to carry even, not even cheeses that I make decisions, but that we make decisions in singular stores where, right. where uh, you know, uh, Amelia Sweetheart in uh, Dripping Springs, Texas, one of my favorite cheeses, and we only can sell it in three of our stores. Right. And it's just a wonderful cheese and and the fact that you you honor the tradition you honor the quality you try and know as much as you do even our gruyere there's only 13 farmers that yeah. contribute the milk so la gruyere is really dynamic and all the artisan american cheese manufacturers greg you and i were doing this and half of them weren't even in business it's at the insane. time it's it's it, you know it's an honor for you and I to just even be a part of that movement. So uh, what we say is we we really trust in ourselves that we're making good decisions and representing not only what we do is, uh, for our organizations, but proud to if we wouldn't serve it on our table, we we 
have to give proper feedback so everyone can improve and get better and then are proud to serve it. So uh, as you said, it's a responsibility that uh, I don't take lightly and I'm sure you don't. No, I just, I'd, like I said, I, I had to grow up. I, I didn't understand the power of being able to make the right decision and have it affect people in a positive way. I was that guy. I grew up under the tutelage of Giorgio DeLuca and Joel Dean, and I was like exclusive and very stingy with my information, and that was how I thought things were. And it was good for me to pass through that. And when I looked at things like Whole Foods or larger organizations, I was like, that's the enemy. That's who I don't, you can't be like that. And that's bullshit because I learned that there's a thing out there that's endangered, and my job is to protect it and to help it grow. Not only to protect it, to help it grow, to help it grow by putting more people resources into it, by giving the funds to the people that need it, and just teaching customers that you know that they should be purchasing this to support the food system, which is why I like to do this this radio show. It's just, and we only have five stores, but. I still find those regional things so interesting. When I had one store in Italy, I had a cramped country's worth of American cheese into one counter. And in New York, there's no space for anything, you know? Now we have five, and I can start to see it play out a little bit better for me. And it just, it's just an interesting thing. I, mean, I loved what you did with the, with the, the non-GMO labeling. That's insanely, insanely helpful because... To me, I always look at it as like it exposes corruption or exposes things that I don't believe in, you know, like because that's that's not real food. Yeah. And by requiring people to do that. Well, I think I think the, the thing that uh, the the new consumer in the sense uh, that we're the population has grown so much. And as you said, with this market, I was in store number 11. It's amazing. And I was really proud to sell the best products. I mean, to sell Neil Jardieri products. And, and we had one local producer, yeah. Celebrity Dairy, and now there are 35 producers yeah. in North Carolina. I'm really proud of where the industry has come to. And I think as retailers, we have a responsibility that uh, we have to keep that cheese alive and keep it vibrant. And having that transparency that you're able to tell the story uh, makes all of us better. And I think that if we all do our jobs, it will elevate the industry. So we're really about uh, getting the right products to the consumers at the right time and tasting the best they can yeah. taste. And that's our role. And you know, we're, we're excited to keep doing that. And the platform to do that around uh, transparency, traceability, you know, we've always been uh, great advocates of food safety. And basically, if you're making a really good cheese, you're following the right things, right? Well, that's because the thing. Cheese is microbiology happening every day, that, that, uh, that we're selling something alive every day that, that transforms um, your proteins in your body and does great things for for your uh, health and gives you energy is amazing. It's the same for me. I, I'm, I'm right there with you, which is why I love to talk to you. And I'm a big proponent of the rising tide floats all ships, which is basically what you're saying. You know, you, we got to force people up by doing the right thing all the time. Sometimes that's hard. It's hard for me because I'm a little bit of a crazy person. You know, it's probably much easier for you. Uh, but I, I just, I appreciate that. And I had one more, just a technical cheese question for you just to finish up because I know you're busy and I super appreciate your time and in that way that cheese is alive and how we sell it I've found and what I try to teach the mongers that work for me and maybe you agree maybe you don't one of my my truest 
my, my truest mark of a cheese, of its quality, to me, it always comes down to the texture. Because the flavors I've found as I've learned more about the science of cheese making can be kind of engineered by the type of cultures that you use to coagulate the milk, which can't fake the texture in my opinion. And anything waxy or rubbery or chewy, I just know that now because I'm spoiled and I've had so much of the good cheese. Would you agree with that? Well, I think it's one component, certainly, and I think that... Uh, you know, the amount of cultures that are available now are certainly restricted as what they were even 20 years ago uh, because it is, uh, you know, biological. And uh, my main thing is, is the milk flavor coming through? Is it a clean milk flavor? You certainly can add cultures that maneuver uh, some of the taste profiles and you've got to develop the aromatics. And, right. you know, even looking at it, Greg, you know, you have that keen eye. You can look at something and yeah. see if something's wrong. And it's it's such a diligent process to make a cheese. It's not easy. If it was easy, more people would be I doing know. it. And, and to think those animals are on the ground two years before they yield one yeah. drop. I mean, there it's, it's quite a great um, opportunity for us to tell that message. So I think, yes, texture. One thing I really love about the products are the texture and you can tell if there's a flaw from the texture um and you know i i think also the one thing i like to communicate out is like the the raw milk cheeses and and creating those dynamic complexities of flavor and totally. really really honoring that rich history i think that's an opportunity for us to tell um that most of those traditional recipes are produced right. at, and when those animals are on pasture the texture is different that's so the thing we have a lot of stories to tell like i, I i'm gonna go down to la after this with uh, the guys from gufanti and uh, with caroline hofstetler and I want them to talk to my people about transhumans. And I don't know if enough people understand how that affects the cheese making and how it protects the biosphere by bringing those animals up the mountain to fertilize the, you know, the, the result for us is tasty cheese, you know? Sure. And when I tell the story, like, you got to helicopter some of this stuff down and I'm like, and they helicopter the cows up on some place because the passes get all messed up. Do you believe that that's an important thing that people need to know about? I, I think that, you know, certainly ro- rotational grazing and with, with restricted land, you know, if you think back hundreds of years ago when ca- uh, those uh, dairy animals were becoming domesticated, then we caged them when they didn't right. follow the natural flow of the, the, the pastures and whatever they're feeding on. So I think certainly that's an amazing component. And I think, as you said, at Transhumance, it's a bucket list thing for a cheesemonger, right? To be able to go on a to walk with the animals and walk down Come with on. the animals. It's it's pretty incredible. As a matter of fact, it's something I do every year because it inspires me every year. And I think that, you know, part of uh, the way education's evolved in the United States with the certified cheese professionals with the American Cheese Society. And, you know, I'm sure your goal and our goal is to keep our mongers educated. And yeah. we're really proud to have the experts in our store, right? Yeah. And you're going down and training. That's our goal every day is, uh, as you said, everyone that knows more and can communicate that. It's the bomb for us. Yeah, and really, I, I hope I can do an eighth of as good a job as you've done. And uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time, Kathy. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that little snippet with one of my favorite people and a super important gal for so long and for so long in the future. And if you don't know Kathy, then I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't help you. Well, thanks so much, Greg. You're the best. And remember, cheese is alive and love it so much. Ciao. Stay tuned for more Cutting the Curd. Bye-bye. 
for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.